bring you a message from the intergalactic You're nobody, you're nobody, you're nobody, no guts, no guts, no galaxy, no galaxy, no galaxy. technology, but was good enough to spend two hours bickering with me the other day about neoliberalism. Yes, folks, due to Max's bottomless lust for cancellation, when we saw that Matt was a self-described neoliberal, we just had to have him. And off we go. The train has left the station for parts we've known, experiences collectively felt in the vast expanse between worlds. The future is rapidly approaching a cell for the pain not yet felt, a gentle hand holding kindness and a ball of yarn given us so that like Theseus we may find our way home and without further ado, the Intergalactic Railroad. Is that your face? Or did your neck throw up something? It sounds like one of you thinks that there's no such thing as a state, there's only a whole bunch of different things, and the other one thinks everything's a yeah, state basically all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what I was trying to get around to is like where to build from, like how to, uh, like, because we have a global economy and it's neoliberal in yeah. character. Uh, what the fuck do we do with it? You made a distinction earlier between neoliberal... Like we have like neoliberalism enmeshed in the history of humanity and it's all, you know, like we have a neoliberalism and we somehow have to get it out of all this dog shit of authoritarian monopolization. Well, okay. and the so, so neoliberalism is, as I said, a, a reform movement within liberalism itself, critical uh, of liberalism itself. And in that sense, it's inclusive of, of, of attempts to bring in ideas uh, that are to the right, to the left, to the up, or from below liberalism on whatever ridiculous and two-dimensional, two-dimensional Nolan chart style concept of politics. You I prefer a Nolan chart, like an Inception style Nolan chart where it bends around and the top is the bottom. <laughs> That's what I like. It's like the Nolan forest. Yeah. How many levels of politics are we on? We're in the third level of politics. Time here takes 60 minutes per hour. <laughs> I'd actually be down to that. Someone needs to, someone needs to go. Yeah, by the, okay. That's entryism. That's the fucking entryism right like, there. What podcast you're on, all of these podcasts are simultaneously living in a van down by the river, but also trapped in the hypercube and can't leave the cubicle. I, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> and is that neoliberalism? I thought neoliberalism, okay, I, I, I asked one time on the internet, I found an article that said, 
this woman's kids were having trouble studying during COVID because they all have ADD and they talk too much and they can't be on their Zoom calls because they're always bothering each other. So this wonderful mom bought them cubicles, which they set up in the living room. <laughs> That's, that was what I understood wow. neoliberalism to be. I don't think that's neoliberalism, but that's definitely the Foucauldian panopticon. Yeah, that's right. Neoliberalism is like, it's coming into your house, you're in a cubicle. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to be in a cubicle. (laughs) The dad walks into the room, he says, are you working, son? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So, I I just don't understand uh, how Russian style classroom education as interpreted by fussy New England school moms from the 1890s and as implemented by their, you know, by their secularized successors. I don't understand how that is neoliberal in any way. It's it's authoritarian as hell. It's almost a re-education camp, if you will. It is a thousand percent (laughs) re-education. Absolutely, that is that is the purpose of of, of public education or of classroom education generally. But you know whether whether you approve of it or not. Um, but I, I, how that's neoliberal escapes me. I mean, I, when okay. I think of neoliberal, I think of I think of sly attempts to to disguise um, you know to disguise. Uh, uh, you know, Henry George as something Republicans would vote. Like that's, that's, that's when I think neoliberal, that's, that's what comes to mind. You know, Wait, it's the. Georgism isn't a Republican phenomenon, you're saying? And, but it should, but neoliberalism would like insert it, incept it into the Republican mind? If, if we're going to, if we're going to look at, you know, like what is neoliberalism? I would look at what neoliberals in the 20th century actually did, which is, among other things, advocate for advocate for uh, a, you know significant expansion of property taxes as opposed to you know the, as opposed to income tax. They considered to be, and cool. I think correctly, because property owners tend to be richer. Uh, they considered those to be significantly less regressive than income tax. And if you actually do the math on that, that's, that's how it works out. Uh, mm-hmm. When I think of neoliberalism, I think of I think of uh, Hayek's support uh, for uh, UBI. You know, um, I, and that's that's something that's uh, firmly embedded in the liberal side of the liberal tradition, or in, in sort of what I would call the liberal side of the liberal tradition, rather than the progressive side. Of the all the way back to you know, all the way back to Thomas Paine. You know, I, I, it's not a. Uh, uh, you know, Tom, and Thomas Paine, he's like he's this very bourgeois. Uh, you know, he's this bourgeois journalist, right? Um, mm. I, I don't consider, I don't consider the failures of the Rooseveltian administrative state to be in any way liberal, even though we might attempt to call them. Okay, um, on this tip, because uh, yeah, yeah. we could, arguing about history is something for you know that's we're not a theory podcast i don't know uh, history so it doesn't work on me yeah all of these conversations but um but in in the modern like in in the current crisis right like um the uh 
I want to talk about open source hardware and like oh, yeah. liberalism, the economy of like information because uh, there's this whole process by which um, like from the Marxist standpoint, you work for hours and hours trying to fucking learn a coding language and then that coding language is specifically designed, you know, like for, for instance, Facebook kind of doesn't necessarily own React. I forget if they, I don't know if they do or not. Yeah, there was a whole license, license to it. fight about that a couple couple years ago. Totally yeah. wow. But I, I want to talk about license fights. I want to talk about um, who owns information and like, like uh, how to, uh, if you have this global economy and it's increasingly reliant on data because we have all of, if the more, ability the more data you have access to the more information you have access to the more personal power you have till one day if we could automate everything right like like in marx he talks about in the fragment on machines uh the only way you marx. have a machine that yeah it's, it's the good part of marx right like uh like if you build a machine that can do the work of 10 people that should increase the quality of life but historically it doesn't and like we're going through one of these phases with automation where uh, instead of increasing the quality of life, things are automated and then the excess population is just cut. And uh, that's what we're experiencing now with COVID. They don't give a shit if we die because they don't need us anymore. They being whoever happens to be at the top of the heap at the moment and like how to make like that's what like the left is totally missing. Uh, this like a a technical ability to uh, deal with that. Like we can make money for these people, but increasingly we lose the ability to make money for ourselves. Like you can do all this open source coding, and then potentially one in ten of you get a job. You know, like how to at what point does like open source hardware come into being? At what's at what point does actual the economics actually work out in favor of people just building shit for themselves. Um, and um, well, uh, you had on Twitter. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You were like experimenting with a 3D printer and you were like, hey, does anybody want something from a 3D printer? Because I'm fucking with it. And that's like superhuman. <laughs> that's that's the way, right? Like, that's how shit should work. Like, okay. uh, ugh, there was a question at the beginning of this. No, there wasn't. That's um, nice of you to think that, though. No, but there no, was. But we, yeah, yeah. We did bring. Like, we did the data economy. Oh. I feel like there's a neoliberal aspect to it that needs to be implemented to to make a livable world. And uh, and I don't know what it is because I spent my whole life hating George Bush. <laughs> Isn't is George Bush? I hate to argue words, but. Is George Bush a neoconservative or a neoliberal, and are they not the same thing? They're just different intellectual terms. I mean, he's neither. Uh, he's bold. He's, okay. you know, George George Bush is George Bush, right? Um, I think he's. I think George Bush is is uh, emblematic of a. Uh, George Bush is sort of the a reference member of this of this uh, kind of. Uh, you know, East Coast, uh, like self-hating East Coast elite, what I would call it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's this, he's this uh, uh, he is absolutely like an East Coast elite, like his granddad was 
actively involved in the plot to do a coup against FDR. Um, yeah. Like, you know, there, there's a the whole, that was a whole thing. Yeah, oh, wild, wild stuff. Um, you know, his, but he grew up in, uh, he grew up in, uh, you know, he grew up mostly in Texas. Uh, you know, a lot of right, but his dad around. moved down there just for the, just for the, like, the, to wear the hat, right? Like, they're not, I look, the hat, the uh, my understanding was that the Bush dynasty being in Texas was like a, specifically a strategic move to like go act like they're from there and try to, to like he, get hegemony over that area. They're all essentially Habsburgs. They're like, <laughs> they're like, kind of. Yeah, they got yeah. the same energy. Yeah. yeah. Same energy. Cleft yeah. palate energy. Big cleft energy. No exactly. offense. Why? Well, that's not. That's not. You're right. I have I have many friends who are not Habsburgs who have a nice looking face that the cleft palate is fine. I'm actually a Joaquin Phoenix fan. Anyway, I would, I, I actually, I'm more interested in the open source hardware stuff. I think that's clutch. And you, you were, uh, Matt, you were uh, pr- promoting something recently that uh, the, the idea. Oh, you got de-escalated. So when Max has a good point, generally speaking, he gets kicked off the internet because he pissed off right. the Habsburg or whatever. Weird right, fucking right. supply side finance. He's anyway. He'll be back in just a second. Y'all trying to I they're trying to keep me down, probably, man. Yeah, probably Kenio and, and Clinton Global Initiative. Absolutely. Um okay, so yeah, so what was the question? What is utility HQ? Uh that's a great question. I'm not really sure if we're trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, I mean, less flippantly. Less <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is Intergalactic less, Railroad? Fair enough. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less flippantly. Um, it's it's a it's a vehicle. It's a it's a proper vehicle. Uh, basically, I myself and a number of my a number of my compadres have been um, working for several years on a number of different distributed systems management tools. Um, for, uh, deep in the weeds, technical infrastructure stuff that it's not worth getting, uh, getting into here. Um, but broadly speaking, uh, having to do with the management of, uh, of data center, uh, data center infrastructure, that, that sort of stuff. Um, so hmm. we worked on that for some time, thinking that we could do Docker better than Docker better than Docker. Uh, we realized that that was a Endeavor because the entire concept of that approach was foolish. Um, we then redirected our research more towards uh, uh, you know, small networks, uh, microcomputers uh, attached to various different physical objects. What we, what we uh, normally like to call IoT, uh, which is a term that I cannot stand. Um, so we worked on that for uh, quite some time, and over the last year or so, we've begun to uh, dig into the, the you know potential applications of uh, some variety on things like um, you know on, on things like uh, manufacturing, and that really does seem to be the sweet spot, uh, especially as we dig deeper into some of the uh, some of the, the emerging technologies in that space that uh, we think will be 
um, an absolutely crucial part of uh, an absolutely crucial part of any version of uh, you know of the the global economy that is coming our way in the next yeah it's it's a so utility utility is a is a vehicle for uh, r&d in that in that area our general um hope is to build uh self-reproducing among others so um, self-reproducing what that's possible self-reproducing factors uh um, all right so yeah. that's on neumann now. machines yes yeah one fun like Neumann was literally a, a name we had considered at one point in the life. It was cringe because Tesla's already a thing and we don't really want to uh, associate ourselves with the, you know, the, uh, that sort of strain of, uh, of, 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 you know. Tesla bad? Huh? Ah, Tesla bad. Tes- Tesla funded by... Tesla funded by dumb people. Uh, <laughs> Tesla funded by dumb retail investor is my is, is my Tesla pay. Um, yeah. Tesla yeah. not bad. Tesla just inefficient allocation of resources for a problem that doesn't need to be solved. Sure. You know Agreed. Yeah. yeah, we can get into Tesla yeah, later. Right. Maybe make we can put all those resources. Stuff. We put all those resources into peeling Elon Musk's skin off in a long rind, a spiraling rind. Strong support. I don't see why we would do that either. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I appreciate Elon problems. Musk because he's... So one of the things I appreciate about Elon Musk is that he's one of the very few people who can convince large numbers of uh, capital holders to do wildly irresponsible things with, with that capital. Um, which that is cool. in the like, long run... Say what? Like smoke K two in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> That's exactly the sort of thing that he's up. To. That yeah, motherfucker no, is burning man. If it came out that if it came out that that, that uh, Elon Musk and Mel Gibson were like smoking K two in a Walmart parking lot, like that would that would not surprise me at all, and that would be kind of crazy, honestly. But um, <laughs> no, I, I I would I I have a I have a great deal of appreciation for Musk. Um, though I will say I'm I'm not super down with sort of how Tesla's work from a software perspective. They're not very privacy respecting. Uh, I don't like the idea of uh, people being, of people buying a car and having that car be used essentially as a, uh, as a sensor platform for some firm that doesn't necessarily have their best interests in mind. Not stuck on that. But you know, he yeah. also does SpaceX, so. So, That's why, like, when I talk about the state, like, it's hard to remember. the The problem with Elon Musk, in my mind, is that you always forget about Bezos, because Elon Musk is like Bezos' wingman or something. He's just making all this fucking noise that, like, like it's hard to hate Elon Musk, even though he fucking, like, you know, the man is rich because of fucking child labor in Africa. Like that's his whole fucking game, and he's just I don't know like about that. blowing it. He's like, he's like a. I, I tried to look up the Emerald Mine like stuff, Hunter and it's, it's not real. He wasn't that rich. The lithium shit is less oh, real. Okay. Than cobalt. Li- lithium and cobalt are real. Uh, that's true. 
Are we talking about? Are we talking about yeah. the 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 rare spin mine by hand thing? I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, but like Elon in general, being a South African rich person, is sort of like I'm more just talking about the caricature of that guy being like, oh, this is the future. This is the future. Really, this this guy and like what did he do oh he just happened to like like he was essentially like ushered into the position he's in and like the only thing going for him is that he has literally no shame and like uh uh jeff bezos somehow managed to take used books and turn it into like like the most like hilariously jeff bezos um as far as i can tell is not like some weird elite like back history fucking slave master colonizer type person he's he's more your classic like american entrepreneur asshole like and that's who really like like the self-made man but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but like uh I mean, uh, well, on, on, and on that, on that, on that side too. Ask, ask any Brit what they think of South Africans. I mean, you know, South Africans are not known for their, known for being particularly high status. So I, I don't think I would ascribe a whole lot of, a whole lot of the benefits to the mosque other than in the IT department. I, I mean, I like, I like, I think Elon Musk is a, a really good example of, um, it's a, of giving nerds money. Uh, does something more interesting than giving jocks money, but yeah. I think both of them are a good example of that. I think I I understand the the objection to like letting like four nerds decide the allocation of capital across the entire country, but honestly, I don't really like really wouldn't rather see all of that money be like slurped up into taxes to be decided what to do with by Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. So there's right, like because then it's gonna it's it's gonna be you know it's not gonna be four nerds. It's gonna be like. 50 boomer lawyers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Boomer lawyers works. Kind of. We've already yeah. run that. We've already run that experiment. We know how that turns out. We're living. And, and that and that is not neoliberalism. There. Okay. Not remotely neoliberal. I. You know, if if we had like a true neoliberal takeover uh, of American politics uh, or of Anglo politics, and not like a couple semi-successful bursts of entryism, um, then the United States and the rest of the Anglo world would look more locked. Um, I think if you want to see what what uh, right neoliberalism looks like in practice, that's Singapore. Um, oh. I think if you want to see what left neo- or what sort of like center left social democratic neoliberalism looks like, it's probably the Nordics. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and Germany and, you know, the Netherlands, that sort of these, these sort of like, uh, um, uh, uh, SLEs they're called in sort of like uh, uh, development economist, clubman parlance, um, small open economies. Um, I, I think, I think Anglo, the Anglo world would look a lot more like that, um, than, than it, than, than, uh, than it looks like today. I mean, you know, in, in the U.S., instead of anything that's even remotely liberal, what we really have a lot of are uh, 
you know, socialized losses and privatized gains, uh, uh, you know, distributed according to the amount of um, the amount of regulatory capture that your firm or your firm's investors have. You know? and yeah, that's uh, that's a function of that's a function of um, yeah, that's a function of Wall Street, which is oftentimes uh, oftentimes associated with liberal politics or with uh, um, or with free market politics, which it's, it's far from. That's the sort of take that, like, uh, if I was gonna like have like, if I was gonna have a neoliberal on the pod, right? You, it would you do? You have two. No, 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 no. Prior to, <laughs> prior to, you have these takes that it's just like, okay, this person is a, a human. They're not just a target. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 okay, there is something wrong right on my chest, like target, the target. Yeah. Right there, just to be maximally neoliberal. Yeah, but like in that case, like that's that's why I like the kind of questions I have is like, uh, what do you think of Google? Like as an economic, Uh, like my understanding is that they are the state, (laughs) you know, like they're a Department of Defense product. Um, They are the state, but like from the neoliberal perspective of like what you've been saying, what is Google? Google is, Google is a university department that has gotten wildly out of control. Um, <laughs> so Google, Google is what happens when you give Stanford, Stanford CS grad students uh, access to basically unlimited, unlimited capital, um, mm. as long as they do, you know, a few cursory things to sort of pretend that they're a private company. Um, Don't be evil. Yeah, it's Google. Google's a monster. Uh, it's like they're not a they're not a um, they're not a uh, uh, you guys know what Bell Labs is, right? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, so Bell Labs Bell Labs was this like famous um, you know this this famous research laboratory that sort of grew up uh, around uh, around AT and T, um, you know and. AT&T was the, you know, the big uh, telephone monopoly in the United States for quite some time, right? And basically, Google is like if Bell Labs was reconstituted and had to figure out how to build an right? They're like, okay, well, you know, we have all of the people we we need to just do our, you know, to do all of our, all of our, like, you know, very esoteric R&D. How do we pay for it, right? And that's that's kind of that's kind of what Google is. So Google is a monopoly in large part because they have a monopoly monopoly on um, not a monopoly, but they they have captured a commanding portion of of the high end computer science capital in a way. Yeah, and it is absolutely ridiculous there's no there is no nation state including including the you know like well-funded five eyes um that intelligence services that has the that has the same level of uh internal capability google is a a very novel very strange thing it's like a post-state power 
Yeah, like, so Amazon, yeah, yeah. Amazon came through and fucked up retail or whatever the fuck. But Amazon, I would say, like, isn't actually a monopoly because they sort of, they're this like second option always. Uh, yeah, Am- like, Amazon. Amazon. You can go Amazon to the store is, is, or you can choose from Amazon. Google knows, you know, like everybody with an Android phone, like Google knows how they're sleeping and shit. And um, poorly, yeah, purely by yeah. accident too. They did not. They did not start out playing. Yeah, yeah, but like structurally, yeah, like clearly, Google is the state. Like the only difference well, between so Google and the state is that Google doesn't declare you know google doesn't direct airstrikes uh they just supply well, google oh. google google's like, internal infrastructure team considers uh considers the five eyes intelligence agencies to be its primary uh be its primary security <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> no literally like they, there are there like there are project zero and here project zero is google's big like you know bug finding project um, there are Project Zero engineers who have just gone out there and said, "Yeah, so at this point, we sort of consider, uh, we sort of consider the NSA to be our, you know, to be our primary, to be our primary adversary. Uh, you know, therefore, all all encryption, uh, you know, sorry, therefore, all data streams, uh, even within the United States, are now encrypted." Uh, uh, so that in that sense, in that's like adversary, as in person that's trying to hack us, or adversary, as in yes. that's our competition. Yeah. It's the only kind of both, right? Like, because that's the only comparable uh, data set. Explicitly the first, uh, implicitly the second. And, yeah, like, it's and the only I understand also implicitly they're the, the customer, right? Uh, less than you might think, okay. actually. Because uh, I would consider them to be um, more of a just a separate power center, right? Like, there are a lot of power centers in in the Anglo world that aren't explicitly an arm of the state, but are subsidized by government revenues or are, mm. you know, or are subsidized by favorable regulations or other things like that. The, by far the most prominent being the university. Um, you know, the, there's a, there's a, a reading of American history uh, and of just of Anglo history generally that uh, that it sort of contends, and I agree with this reading actually. It sort of contends that uh, in the in the early 1900s we saw the sort of the fall of the uh, small R uh, re- like Republican or sort of the, the Democratic Republican constitutional order in favor of a more Mandarin style uh, constitutional order. Uh, founded, founded around, um, founded around executive bureaucracies and other things like that, but also, uh, you know, uh, uh. essentially run by or culturally, culturally captured by, um, you know, by the, the universities and by, you know, the, the folks. Uh, in That's such a weird them. inverse of what I always thought of that. That's a really interesting. Like I always thought of the universities as captured by the state. Because, like, traditionally, like, you know, especially in the 60s and stuff, like, the universities were funded by the DOD a lot. Like, if you look at MIT's relationship, we had a whole episode talking shit on Noam Chomsky about uh, his work. His name is Norm. It's Norm Chomsky. Norman Chomsky. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, but universities and their relationship to the state is um, or their relationship to the insane war machine involved in the state or, like the right. specific part of the state because they're not really related to like social programs at all they don't like historically as far as I can tell universities have very little to do with what actual social programs come out of the government and like a lot to do with how we kill people yeah yeah exactly like they are like uh demoted in that way like they are a social program no 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 no. they are a they're a a a way of dealing with all of your surplus elites Oh, this is like what a fucking conversation was I having where like somebody's gonna invent calculus and you want to have them in your spot so you get all the smart people in the one spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, so, so the the university the university system is a is a direct descendant of of the monster. So, yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It has a as modified by the Humboldt. Yeah. Hum- the Humboldt? The, or the, Hab- the No, not the fucking Habsburgs. <laughs> the Habsburgs are the old university. That's when, that's the, the monasteries and the like, where you send your second son, because your first one's going to get your property. Your second one goes and be a cleric, and you learn stuff at the monastery. Your third son, you throw him in a ditch. But the, right. my understanding was that in the late 1800s, Alexander von Humboldt and his brother, uh, Chad von Humboldt, um, or something like invented essentially yeah, the research yeah, university. Humboldt. Yeah. <laughs> and the Virgin yeah. von Humboldt. No, they, they, uh, where money falls <laughs> from the sky and rains on everyone and everybody's just dripping with money and you just do things. The research university, yeah, being essentially Is like what a, you're a, a pub, an R&D firm for like whoever gives them the money to run the university, whether it's private or public. Like the idea that the the university actually produces something other than like uh, yeah well trained second sons, it was like a pretty recent invention, is my yeah. understanding. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it, it absolutely is. And it um, produces like Raytheon, yeah. right? Basically. <laughs> like, but... Definitely, there's a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, doesn't it? Aren't universities? only exist to produce robots to kill human bodies no they produce isn't human that beings like sole also isn't that why everybody no, they, 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 they indoctrinate human beings to go be lawyers Do in they? The congress yeah they produce our future leaders oh they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they are they're molding and shaping our next generation of leadership which will scare the living shit out of you yeah i'm molding <laughs> some shit in my fridge right now yeah you're dude I'm Kaczynskification <laughs> <is the> test plan. <laughs> you guys seen the vote by mail meme? <laughs> no, but I can. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally it's literally Kaczynski's mugshot, and then and then the the bottom text is just vote by mail. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely got me put on a list when I mouse over that. <laughs> For what it's worth, any any. If everybody's on the list, nobody's on the list. Man. You're right. No, exactly. Yeah. No, there, there's, if everybody's there's on some, the there's some, uh, uh, there's some very profound information, theoretic truth to that. <laughs> Listener, by accepting yeah. this podcast into your ears, you have just joined the list. So you better get everybody else on the list. 
or else right. you're pretty right. much fucked. Exactly. You're gonna get drone bombed by some sort of future leader of fucking. You know. <laughs> this is why. Yeah, Harvard this MBA. What the? All of my. This is why I've gotten all of my politically uninvolved, inoffensive relatives on Sigma, because I know that if we're all using yeah. Signal and then then detach harder to the. Well, basically, I'm trying to add noise to signal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. No, I am so happy to hear that people beyond like the weird fucking like incestuous like anarchist scene are using signal because that's really what I thought was going on is the like the like weird fucking like we drink tea together and talk about fucking poly politics. <laughs> was I thought that was everything. It's like if you're trying to fucking sell drugs, you're doing it on Facebook. But if you're on Signal, then you're just kind of like a dumbass. But uh, if ac- no. other people are actually on Signal, yeah, yeah, then I got it might my, actually I got my mom on Wouldn't Signal. that be great? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, look, yeah, if you do this, you can you can hit the like button on my stuff, even though you're an iPhone and I'm an Android. Ooh. Reacts. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, it was the thing. That's that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> no, it's important that everyone gets in signal though, because like regardless of which, which uh, you know pair of ghouls is running the the, the next big administration, I think we're going to see a pretty concerted attack on cryptography. So we just need more people oh, yeah. in the uh, I use cryptographically secure software, or uh, at, yeah, at yeah. least something Angrily. approximating that. Yeah, the yeah, funny behind no, Signal, that's... you know, Marlon Spike. It's all it's all <laughs> big question marks, but it's like at least I I have a greater degree of confidence in Signal than I do uh, most. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least it isn't literally owned by the Zuck. Um, I mean, the actual beat cop that beats the shit out of you and steals your phone isn't gonna break. <laughs> if you pissed off the NSA, oh. like, if you pissed off the NSA, you gotta worry about, like, your mom's... Dude, shit. that would require me to have yeah, a fucking a password on my phone. That is a uh, risky business. <laughs> I, 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 I subscribe to the XKCD. I gotta delete all the news. I subscribe to the XKCD security model, which is like if somebody can hit you with a wrench and get your password, I probably am weak to that. That's being hit with a $5 wrench is definitely my, uh, my don't tell everybody. It's my secret weakness. Also bullets. I am weak to bullets. I believe I've said that on the well, podcast. So is everybody else. So, you know, that's why you have guns and bullets. I, yeah. So theoretically, I, they don't sell them out here. Ooh. Ooh. What is the neoliberal take on the Boogaloo boys? Oh, I track those guys very, very closely. And I know a bunch of them. Um, uh, the Boogaloo Boys are, I mean, the Boogaloo is just a, a, all it is is a, um, all it is is a meme. Boogaloo is just a meme, so it's not really a cohesive movement per se. Um, Reason, Reason Mag did a, uh, Re- Reason, Reason video, I guess, um, did a really good, uh, really, really good uh, video piece on um, on these guys a couple of weeks ago that I would recommend everybody go watch. Um, it was also uh, concurrent with another piece that they did on the uh, on the sort of revival of the Deacons for Defense and Justice, which is like a, a black armed group from the south. Um, that is. Uh, you say Reason.com did it? Yeah, yeah. No, Reason, <laughs> Reason, Reason is excellent. 
Absolutely. If you want to see, if you want to see like serious, decent reporting on on uh, anybody who is sort of um, like a late anarchist uh, or on stuff that's adjacent to that, reason is reason is the place. They're like classically. I love to hate those guys. Reason.com in my mind is like John Birch Society shit. Like, oh, oh my uh, God. Oh, far from it. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're on the list of like, why the fuck are you wearing a bow tie? I'm getting your lunch money, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're definitely guilty of the, of you sort of like closeted gay, uh, closeted gay, like bow tie conservative look. <laughs> um that's definitely a, a a thing but like i think that's actually kind of to their credit because they did a huge they played a, you know reason and cato and a lot of those other groups played a huge part in making the republican party um or at least at the at the dc institutional level um pretty safe for gay people nowadays um which is you know it's it's uh definitely preferable to the alternative you know you can you can uh make very valid arguments about the party's position on any number of other things uh, um but uh as far as you know it, uh, opening itself to uh people of reason magazine is or sexual preference uh expressions uh yeah they're highly funded by the, the coca-cola you got de-escalated. They're funded by Coca-Cola. That's fascinating. Yeah, the Koch brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charles, Charles and David. Uh, two of the most underappreciated figures in American politics. IMHO. Oh my God, you're the worst. No, they're great. You're um, the worst. They, they, oh. they are, they are, uh, they are among the more ideologically consistent and committed people that I can. Um, I, you're a madman. I, <laughs> I think you're great. I we did say he was going to be an edgelord. I have a great deal of respect <laughs> for the Cokes. Um, I do not align with them on environmental stuff. Um, but on a lot of other things, I think they are excellent. Uh, they are, they are among the largest donors to the ACLU. Uh, nobody bothered to mention that. Um, they, uh, they have spent an enormous amount of their own money on criminal justice reform and on other things along those lines. Um, they the are, Book Brothers and the Boogaloo shit goes kind of hand in hand in this, like, the, um, so like, I read some leftward art article about the Boogaloo Boys and I, I know some of these people. <laughs> and, uh, so reading about it is like, You're like behind him like, right yeah, now. That's what I heard is just like. Yeah, okay, them. there's like 100 people in a room and 60 of them are straight up Nazis and they're a fucking problem. But the other 40 are just fucking crazy people in Hawaiian shirts with guns and who knows what they'll do. That was and the article. They are, okay, so so <laughs> that is not the so The boot boys ah! are not Nazis. That is, that is. No, no, there are Nazis crazy. that are boot boys. Because it's a meme. It's a meme. It's not a movie. Very it's a few. meme. Yeah, very, very few. Not very few, man. There's a lot of fucking Nazis. There's a lot of fucking fascists. And like, if you just have like there a public space in America, you got some fucked up people in it. You guys got it. That doesn't. I, you, if you want to have this I, conversation, you got to get numbers. You got to go do a survey of the Boogaloo's. Well, no, I don't even need numbers. I put them in the same way as like motorcycle people. Like, uh, motorcycle culture is toxic, but also, I know motorcycle people that I fucking love them, and right, right. they're also jackasses, and that's kind of lovable, even though they're a huge problem. Like. Uh, 
if you're not if you're like in motorcycle culture and you're not in AA, I'm a little bit sketched out about you. <laughs> I mean, I know some. Yeah, I, I, that that maps to my experience. Yeah, and like even the AA people, at least like like a lot of times you their know, politics will in my mind probably. You know, the Koch brothers are teetotalers. They teetotalers? They don't. What are you talking about? They're non-drinkers. Are they? They only drink Coca-Cola. That's how they got that name. So they're like the AA of libertarian money. <laughs> you think George Soros is a teetotaler? Yes. They're like on par. Like George Soros <laughs> is like supposedly the left and the Coke is supposedly the right, but like they're both like they're all just drinking sparkling water. George Soros never funded any fucking prison abolition shit. The Koch brothers actually no. did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're killing the planet and shit. They will literally kill every single person on the planet by fucking funding <laughs> all that bullshit. But, uh, but they don't drink, so who knows? Charles and David Koch, I think, do really get a bad rap because, um, for a lot of the same reasons that that you know, supposed neoliberal politics gets caricatured and uh, gets a bad rap among people, it's because they present the most plausible alternative form of liberalism to the current progressive consensus. So, so they are a much larger threat politically to the progressive, to the existing progressive consensus than um, than than any rightists are. Um, Donald mm -hmm. Trump, what Donald Trump can't do, and what and what sort of uh, what some people call right liberals. I don't really think that's really applicable, but. We'll just use that for you know for argument's sake. Um, what Donald Trump like the Mike Pence crowd. What the Coke people can is go into the universities and go into sort of like fashionable fashionable uh, conversations and actually make a ta make a case and be taken seriously by people who do hold liberal convictions. And that's 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 why so much effort is put into slandering people like Charles and David Koch and t attaching, I mean, I have them to, attaching them to all of these like all of these like ridiculous nefarious plots that everyone is mad. So they're like the right wing George Soros. But they're not really right wing at all. Uh, they're totally right wing. The free market shit is right wing. Uh, yeah, like by really. definition, like I thought the, the uh, I, when I think right wing, I think like king and country, and that's not very free market. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, like like the the people that would well, like that's to just be like one phase, like like would like to be fascists, fascists, right? To like to be bound together, like we are all one thing, and this guy's at the top of it. Like that's it's not king shit, but it is right wing shit because it's like it's but but that seems to. I, in the same way that, like, the anarchist tendency is left-wing, regardless of, like, like most anarchists have this, so like, social Bitcoin is socialist view that they want to do in a like hilarious and efficient way. Sort of two dimensions on this uh, political compass, perhaps. That's why, yeah, we're talking about the edges of the horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, in that space between the edges of the horseshoe, like... 
like especially with like the and cap shit th- that type of thing and i i see the, the Koch brothers that's sort of what i that, that's the culture that i kind of came up in i i'm i'm you know Sounds like funny. i'm more of a like i'm a neoliberal yeah but i'm also like i really more of a moderate and cap too you know that's that's the the you know that's the Okay. okay, but there's an obligatory question that comes after that. Age of consent, last what is your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Too long of a pause. We're canceled. We're all fucked. This is like, I really should be taping this on my end because, like, actually, you guys are just <laughs> Like in the end, sex, yeah, is, sex, sex is gross uh, and weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. So I've I've been back home visiting, yeah, visiting right. family for a for a couple days here, and um, uh, my sisters have been like rewatching the Twilight scene, and Edward Cullen, like the you know sparkly sparkly vampire in that, is uh, is like 109 years old, and Kristen uh, Stewart. Ooh, Twilight. That's right. That's her name. Is it, dude? That one, yeah, is dude. Blood. It's like oh yeah, there's some wildly it's problematic so shit going on with all this stuff. Like, oh, he's 109 yeah. years old. Motherfucker in True Blood, fucking been around the high school. What? And they just don't address. Say what? <laughs> uh, we're gonna in True Blood. The motherfucker fought on the side of the South, and they just huh. don't address it. <laughs> they just like let that let fly. that roll through there. Yeah. Like, didn't what? I believe Karl Marx said. Capital is a vampire who wants to go to high schools and fuck young women. I'm no Marxist, uh, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm no Marxist either, but sure, that checks out. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Marx said a lot of weird shit. Uh, and that was also, <laughs> I'm a um, Yeah, I heard he used to sleep yeah. all day and drink all night, and I'm, 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 I'm. How did we? How did we get on this? Also, huge into like gambling in the in the London stock market in the. Uh, nice. Yeah, like, Marks. Marks definitely would like would have had an account on Wall Street. Marks. Marks would have been Bitcoin dude, I think. Or, or no, I think Mark specifically. I think Marks would have been an Ethereum dude because making money yeah. do work is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I think he would. <laughs> if he was a trader, he would. He would have been a trader on the. <laughs> what? It's cool. It's cool. Make money do work. That, uh, you don't think? It, I mean, it's it's it, it's hard to say that it hasn't started. It may be a non-finisher. Uh, is it? <laughs> I know I uh, I know I've I know a few things here and there. I don't know I don't know how to program smart contracts, but I know somebody who's working on it at uh, like a university level. I didn't get compiler engineers either, but right, right, all right, yeah. The the, uh, the specific I'm, I'm implementation. Gonna say this, like I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist either. Oh, you're that's it, huh? You just you're just trying to. I'm an I'm an appreciator of good engineering. Well, I I think. Yeah, when nobody that listens to this podcast knows All anything the about this. That I say, uh, well, if, of, of, if all... anything I say on here is going to get me in trouble, it's going to be something. Like <laughs> all right, cool. We'll, have, we'll we'll do that on the next episode. Uh, yeah, sounds like. Cool. And hey, we've been recording for a long time. Do you guys? How you doing? Have we? Oh, it's time flies We've when you're having so fun. much ground against so little. <laughs> you very um, little. 
<laughs> People are gonna we love been this. Recording for a long time. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, hour and a half. Well, right, yeah, because like there's all right. So one of the biggest problems, dude. There's a there's a serious uh, ideological liberals have been kind of fun, but to a yeah, yeah. It also takes a lot. Twentieth century designed to make sure that collaboration and cooperation is impossible, right? Like at a linguistic level. And Norm that psyop, in my view, has been by by Norman Chomsky and his <laughs> and his and his gang of and his gang of uh, his gang of sort of like progressive brainwasher, you know, uh, uh, Illuminati. <laughs> they have they have gotten together and they have psyoped all of us into you know into uh, into anarchist disunity. And I I just think that's a profoundly sad thing. And that I think and I think we ought to follow the. Well, we ought to do what all the boot boys have been doing and sort of seek anarchist unity. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed. This, but like, the North, I mean, when we can talk, Pacific Northwest boot boys are out there. Are out there at the BLM protests. Like, it's, all anarchists it's must unite under my rule. Well, well I don't know about that. Though. <laughs> anarchists, like, you, anarchists like, become bound together okay, tightly like, in some sort of pile of sticks. Like, all right, nobody likes my idea. When there's like. Some sort of intersectional analysis, like from the ANCAP perspective of like why of like power politics. Uh, this is, I think, the thing that the real ideological gulf is like the actual economy, the power of it, like the power, uh, the political economy of uh, physical economy coming from like necropolitics and race and like who's allowed to die and. Uh, uh, class analysis, like from a uh, from a capitalist perspective, would be really fucking interesting. And it's just the sort of shit you never fucking hear, because it's always this like we're gonna win the lottery next week kind of <laughs> shit. Like we're not. Uh, we're gonna work forever, and then we're gonna get bopped on the head and thrown in the hole with the rest of the potatoes that they didn't sell in Idaho. You know, like uh, there's like a real there's a real. Uh, threat like this like impending doom type shit like the anxiety of covid and everything like uh, just like well we're killable it doesn't matter because i'm not part of the economy except i pull the lever you know i fucking like package the cookies into the box over and over again every day all my time is lying on the factory floor and like uh when you start talking about the economy it's so frustrating that's why like the especially anarchists are always like ah anarchist capitalists are get the fuck out of here because it's like uh in the end you know like you can't get out of the trailer park most people don't like in the end you can't get out of the hood like and the actual global political economic situation the idea that there is hope uh just results in the most like violent reaction because it doesn't feel that way and then like i never hear where it translates into like okay so we have a walmart and like the only people talking about walmart actually benefiting me are the people talking about nationalizing it you know and like from an anarchist perspective i'm not down to nationalize walmart but like from a real perspective if walmart got nationalized i feel like that would benefit you know i i don't think nationalizing walmart just like fucking mug you know like i'm not talking about good shit i'm talking about just get it like the organs of the state that we presently have. 
I mean, some, some, now, if, if we want to talk about, we want to talk about, like, Wikipedia, but for logistics, now we're talking, right? Yeah, that, that's right. That, yeah. That's more the, the realm of, you know, that's more. Yeah. All, all right. right yeah. Let's talk about all right. Wait. It. All right. Wait. I want. I love this shit. I gotta pee though. My eyes are swimming. That's what I wanted to fucking talk about with the open source well, shit. That's I, the shit. Why don't I go on pause as well? And in, in the second half of what's probably going to end up being the three yeah. I also have to. <laughs> yeah, I would like so, that. Break the <laughs>